Hey everybody, this is Nikki Tamarino, and you're listening to the Maybe Running Will Help podcast, the show that explores the why of running for people who love to run. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Nikki Tamarino and follow this show at Maybe Running Will Help for all the latest inspiration from our guests, information on how Maybe Running Will Help, and how you can use our sport for personal development in your life. Okay, guys, I adore our next guest. He is so adorable. <laughs> Um, Evan Slaughter is a fitness influencer known for his positivity and comedic content. He has over 126,000 followers on his Fit to Serve Instagram account and a super funny friend who just started series that is a must watch, especially his skits on running. And he also has like the best accent ever. Um, But besides all of that, he is someone who is inspiring because he shows us how to be confident at every stage of our fitness journey. He's been is his fittest at his least fittest and he shares all of it and he has fun along the way and I just love him. So I'm not going to make you listen to too much of my rambling. Let's get to the interview. Okay, so we're talking with Evan Slaughter, and my first question for you, is that your real name? Yeah. <laughs> is that the first question <laughs> that people ask you? Yeah, yeah, all the time. <laughs> the last name brings curiosity, for sure. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, that's so awesome. Um, and I'm also noticing you have the best accent ever. Do I have an accent to you? Um, I can't tell yet. Ask me in 30 minutes. No, I mean, kind of, but, uh, I can't figure out where it would be from yet. It doesn't oh. sound like me, I guess. <laughs> no. And it's the word. it's like the Baltimore. Uh, I don't think it's like an accent that people really talk about or want to like <laughs> adopt. It's, it's like, like the standard Baltimore. American. That's <laughs> Just, that to me is the, that's, the, that's the standard to me. <laughs> That's Any hilarious. deviation of what you have is an accent in America. In okay, that's that's so funny. That's kind of what I've always wondered. Because to me, I just sound normal, and everybody else who sounds different has an accent. So that's good to know. That's yeah. hilarious. So where are you from? Where where are we? Uh, your central time, but where are you from? Uh, I am from Alabama, born in Montgomery, Alabama, and then we moved to Birmingham shortly after. Uh, me and my brother were born, so been in Birmingham most of my life, other than traveling with the military and stuff, um, but came back to Birmingham after that. Okay. All right. So tell me a little bit about the military, because I think I caught a little bit of that in my research. When was that? Yeah. So like I just got, you know, I was, I had been to college in Nashville and was working in a gym and just one day was like, you know, I, I want to join the military. Um, I don't know why I just, it like just came over me. Like, I guess this is the time to do it. If I'm going to do it early twenties, you know, I think 22, whenever I signed up and then, uh, yeah, I went and just like knew nothing about it. Went and like, just talked to different recruiters. I knew I wanted to be in some kind of combat MOS. I was like the type of guy that was like, if I'm going to do, if I'm going to do the military, I want to do the military, you know? Um, I don't want to be like, a cook or something, you know, I want to like yeah. be fighting 
So like I just joined and went to the, and I was really like one of those, I thought in my mind, this seems ridiculous, but I thought like you just, you go talk to a recruiter and then the next day you get on a bus and you're on the way to the military, you know, (laughs) but it's not that way at all. Like the Marine Corps was going to be like an eight month process before you leave. And I kept thinking, well, hell, I don't even know if I want to be in the military in eight months. You know, I might change my mind in eight months. So then I talked to the army and they kind of had the fastest, you know, leave time. So I think it was three or four months. I joined the army, joined the infantry, went to Fort Benning, Georgia for, you know, basic and infantry school. Ended up doing pretty well and picked up a, what they call an 18 x-ray contract, which is just a chance to go to the special forces selection. So along with that, you get to go to airborne school, which is what I really kind of wanted to do that for. I wanted to do airborne, you know, qualifications and jump out of planes and stuff. So I got to go to airborne school right after infantry school and then went to Fort Bragg to for special forces selection and ended up failing the last event by like, seven seven minutes or something came in late on one of the ruck marches so i ended up going to a long-range surveillance unit in fort hood and then once we got to fort hood at this this reconnaissance unit we deployed for a year to afghanistan so it's like we got there went to afghanistan for a year kind of almost immediately after arriving there you know and then uh yeah went to afghanistan came back and ended up getting out Shoot. So what was your time like in Afghanistan? Um, I mean, it was fun. like I, I enjoyed being deployed. There was a lot of, uh, you know, things that I guess you don't you don't realize or you don't realize you're actually in combat until you start getting in combat, you know. And uh, so I actually hit um, like within a month being there, we were on a patrol and we had two little separate convoys. So one convoy was in front of us and I was in the lead truck of the second convoy. But the first convoy hit an IED, uh, you know, improvised explosive device, and it killed one of the guys in the truck in the first convoy. So we came up behind and hit a secondary IED and I was in the truck that hit the secondary IED. So I ended up hitting an IED over there and, you know, I was okay. I was able to stay and finish the deployment or whatever. But uh, it kind of jacked my ankle up and mm-hmm. had some shrapnel, you know, wounds and stuff like that. But was able to stay and finish the deployment and wow. came back, you know, came back after that and just kind of started having trouble with my ankle, like jumping because we would come back to Fort Hood and start training again and jumping out of helicopters and airplanes again. And every time we would jump, my ankle would get worse and worse. And so I just decided not to continue down that road, you know, going. Yeah. And just got out after four four something years. But it was good. I enjoyed it. Um I feel like I did a little bit of all that I wanted to do while I was in the military, you know. So it was Yeah, you got the experience that you wanted from it. Yeah, I wanted to deploy. I wanted to, you know, do all that stuff and it happened. Did you um so I've talked to some um veterans who are a part of Bigger Than the Trail. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that organization. But they um, are all about supporting mental health. And a lot of the people in that uh, organization uh, talk about the camaraderie that uh, you get from being in the military. And that's kind of when they got out, something that they were missing and how they got into 
you know, something like trail running. I know that I don't, I, and, and I'll ask you, but running isn't necessarily your primary um, outlet, right? But you do, do you run at all? Yeah, I used to be into running, like whenever, and that was because of the military. Um, I mean, I, I really started to enjoy it more. I was always a weightlifter um, and then found out, because I thought too in my mind, like kind of going into the military that being as strong as I was at the time, lifting weights and everything was going to give me an advantage. But then I found out really it's the, it's the guys that can run long distances and have a lot more endurance strength. Yes. I mean, physical strength definitely helps, you know, but uh, having that endurance, it's like those were the guys that were just killing all these different events. And so I kind of got into running through, you know, through the military because you do so much of it. Yeah. But then kind of, you know, got away from it. I mean, my my ankle, I used that as an excuse for a long time and then really it got to where my ankle was fine and I couldn't really use that excuse anymore. So <laughs> I just, uh, but now, yeah, I mean, I've been doing some CrossFit stuff to try to get back in shape, but that does involve some running again. Like we'll do, you know, up to a mile or so every now and then, but I'd like to um, definitely continue or, or get back into running longer distances because I I really did fall in love with it for a while and, and was really into it. I think the yeah. most I ran after the military was like a half marathon distance. So I, yeah. I mean, you know, I got up there in distance for me, but uh, it's been a while yeah. since I did the, did that kind of distance. Well, we'd love to have you in the running community. Yeah, <laughs> I love, I mean, I do, I do uh, definitely, appreciate running and appreciate the community that, that that the runners build because it is like you were saying that camaraderie i think this is one of the biggest things a lot of guys miss getting out of the military is the camaraderie because that's you know you're with your core group of people you know and when you deploy especially when you deploy with a group of people it's you know you kind of build a relationship that you don't have with anybody else you know um and so i know for me that was definitely one of the things i was missing when i got out and had to find it somewhere else, you know, had to find it, uh, going to the gym. And like, that's one thing that CrossFit's kind of been good about and running as well. It's like, you, you get a group of people and, uh, you know, you, you got some friends now and you're kind of struggling together and that kind of stuff. That's exactly. why you see organizations like go ruck. I don't know if you're familiar with go ruck, mm -hmm. like SF guys got out and we're missing that camaraderie and they created an environment now that, you know, civilians can, can relate to as well, because yeah. those rug marches, I'm telling you that <laughs> it's like one of those things that when you're suffering together with a group of people during a, during a rug, just like a run, you know, yeah. um, it's like when you're done, there's that unspoken bond. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Right. It's that suffering together. Um, that really brings you closer together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so that so you were in the military, and then can you talk a little bit about the time between being in the military and then getting into this kind of fitness journey? Because when did you start fit to serve? So that's actually a good question because really I started it um, when I got out of the military. I kind of got back into. I didn't know what I was going to do. I, yeah, you know, I, I had a fitness background. Um, and, and I wanted to do something with that. And so I created fit to serve originally as a exercise group where we would meet up outside on Saturdays and, um, we would just work out together and just kind of hang out. And, uh, 
I kind of did that for a little while and then sort of just kind of got away from it. Um, why originally did you do that? that? Yeah. Why that. did you start? Why did you originally start that? I think just because I was, I, I you know, I, in my mind, I was trying to, I thought it was a good idea to build. I was, I was kind of trying to start these group classes Saturday. It was going to be free exercise. I was training in addition to that, but on Saturdays, free exercise, come everybody work out together. And I think it goes along with that like group mindset. I think I just enjoyed working out in a group and was trying to kind of build something that people could come and be a part of that weren't exercising or, you know, wanting to get back into the gym. And it was just a free way to come and, you know, get together and work out. Um, so I started, I made that my username on Instagram and, um, kind of was running along with that for, for a little while, didn't do it too long and then just kind of got away from it yeah. and then started working again and life happened. And then I kind of was going, you know, seeking treatment for my ankle kind of led me to struggling with pain pills because they had me on all kind of pain pills. So I started struggling with pain pills mm. and getting off pain pills. So I was, oh. had this pain pill addiction that I was battling at the same time. And whenever I got out of the military and kind of lost my insurance with the military, it's like, well, now, I mean, you lose all your insurance. So it's like, you got to go. And I mean, I signed up for the VA, but that takes like a year, I think, before they start seeing you once you get out. So yeah. I would go and, you know, see different doctors and try to get treatment. And then of course that just led me to abusing, you know, pain pills and stuff like that. So then I go down this road of like trying to fight this pain pill addiction. Yeah. And, uh, ultimately, you know, get off the pain pill addiction, you know, get off the pain pills and got some help with that. And, um, did some odd jobs, like worked for my dad a little bit, got into multifamily real estate through a friend. So I was like mm -hmm. managing these 11 different apartment complexes in Birmingham. And then I started, uh, I got tired of that. And then I, I start, uh, I become an operations manager of a plumbing company, pretty large plumbing company. So I had some good jobs, but nothing that I just really was passionate about, you know? Yeah. 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 I couldn't really find any, it was just that day to day grind, you know? And I was like, I can't do this every day. You know, right. I can't be in this office like this and was just never truly happy. Yeah. With, yeah. With right. The office life for me. What was kind of the, I guess the thing that pushed you into your first like Instagram video or, um, you know, where, where you are today, like, is there one event or one thing that happened that really pushed you to doing what you're doing now? Um, uh, I would say that, so I, um, it was really just kind of initially out of boredom. You know, I, I started, I knew I enjoyed comedy and making people right. laugh. And I was always the guy that, you know, you know, was making people laugh in school and just, you know, silly kid growing up, the funny one in the family at all, you know, and I enjoyed doing it. And so I just kind of started messing around on TikTok one day and um, I had sold. So during this time, I owned some real estate that I sold. And it was during, you know, this is early 2022. So real estate market's doing really good. Yeah. I had a buddy that was a real estate agent um, and he was like, let's just look at it and see. I was like, I don't want to do anything to the property. I don't want to put any money into it. Right. If you think it'll sell, then we'll, we'll sell it. And sure enough, he was like, well, let's just throw it on the market and see how it does. And it ended up doing really well. Okay. You know, it, uh, I didn't have like sold 
more than any house on the street and I didn't do anything to it and it needed some work, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, not a ton of work, but it, it needed some work. And so I kind of got lucky with that one, I guess. But um, then, so I had this money from the real estate thing and I was like, all right, I, I've got a little bit of time here before I have to get a job job, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. let me pursue this, uh, you know, let me, let me just have fun making these comedy videos and see where they go. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, after a little while, you know, I had some luck on TikTok and was making these funny little videos and started to kind of grow a following and started posting them on Instagram. And, and shortly after that, Instagram started to do a little bit better. And I had uh, the first video that someone reached out to me on was a pickleball video, like a company. And oh, they were okay. like, hey, yeah. we'd love for you to make some videos for us were a startup pickleball blog and you know they offered to pay me and that kind of stuff and i was like okay so you can make money doing this you know like <laughs> yeah. i didn't seem real at first i, I right. kept seeing all these big accounts like how are they do is this really what they're doing full time how are they doing, you know <laughs> and sure enough i got this little offer to make these videos 20 videos and it, it lasted a couple months you know yeah. And so I just said that was going to be my thing. I was like, as long as it continues to grow, then I'm going to continue to to do to do this because I actually enjoy it, you know. <laughs> well, what was your first video that like or uh, either your first video that went viral or, or the video that prompted them to reach out to you? Do you know? Yeah. The, so the one that people reached out to me on was a pickleball video that I did that was your friend that just started playing pickleball. <laughs> Um, and it was just me making fun of myself basically. Mm -hmm. Um, but it did well, it did well on TikTok. Um, maybe a few hundred thousand views and for the pickleball space. Now I had other videos do better than that. I'd had some videos, not pickleball related, but I had some videos in the millions of views and I was growing a fall, you know, so I was having some success, but that was the first one in the pickleball space that did well and i found out that really because pickleball is still new and growing and all that kind of stuff no one was really doing stuff like that you know for yeah. pickleball well good for you yeah so it just kind of looked i just kind of lucked out on that you know yeah like i didn't make it with any intention like i'm gonna go after the pickleball market <laughs> i was just yeah out of ideas at the time and was like what's something else because i started this you know your friend series Right. Your friend that just started running. Your friend. I think that actually, must have been where I saw you. I it had to come across my feet yeah, from that. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Because actually, now that I think about it, the, the your friend that just started running, that video I had made before the pickleball video, and it did really well. You know, millions of views, I think, on both platforms. I, that's when people would, you know, I kind of started really blowing up, I guess. And I started this your friend series, your friend that just started working out, your friend that just started CrossFit. Your, and so I did the pickleball one because one day I was just like, well, I'm all, I haven't done one for pickleball yet. Let's do a your friend that just started playing pickleball. Yeah. And sure enough, it did, it did well. And I never honestly really expected it to just because it's such a small yeah. market, but it's, it's growing though. Yeah, for sure. Oh that's yeah. So it's funny. growing. And that's been my biggest, you know, thing that, I mean, not biggest thing, but, the fitness stuff and CrossFit stuff is definitely big for me, but the pickleball is right there next to it. And uh, yeah, I've got work in the pickleball field right now for the next five years. So <laughs> <laughs> that's Hopefully. amazing. 
That's so cool. So when you first started making the videos just for fun, who were you trying to reach or were you trying to reach anybody at all? Like, were you, were you, were you making the videos with any kind of audience in mind? Not at first. And I think that's why, um, that's why I had success is because I didn't go into this with any intention of it being a full-time job or be, you know, that wasn't the intention at first. It was just merely for me, really just an outlet. Basically. Um, I enjoyed doing it. You know, it was fun. I feel like it's something I'm talented in, especially the editing side of the videos. Like people yeah. ask all the time who films and edits your videos. It's like, well, me, you know, most of, sometimes I have, I have a buddy that will go and do and film. And, uh, if I travel or whatever, I, I'll usually bring him. But when it comes to the editing stuff, I'm doing all of that and I enjoy it, you know? Yeah. So it just was kind of, I was having fun with it and I was, and I think that was important. Like there wasn't any pressure that way. You know what I mean? Right. Like I wasn't under pressure for it to do good. Like this has to work. This better be funny. People better like this or I'm going to be homeless on the streets. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that wasn't the, the yeah. deal for me, you know? So I just was having fun. And then once I saw people enjoying it and actually laughing and it kind of gave me, you know, now, yeah, I make stuff specifically in the fitness field because that was the people that related to the stuff I was making. And yeah, I make stuff specifically for the pickleball, but that's because that's what was, you know, being funny at the time. And I kind of, uh, and I get a lot of military audience too, even though I don't, really marketed that i was prior military i just oh, wow. decided to stay away from making that my thing because you see a lot of accounts where veterans get out and, and they do like a veteran like this is obviously a military veteran and that's great i just yeah. uh i decided just to not you know make that my thing but veterans would notice you know i get a lot of times all the time people reaching out saying, were you in the military and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it was. And they're like, I knew it, you know, so they could just tell from my mannerisms or some of the tattoos I have or the oh, bracelet that's I wild. wear, you know, oh, that's stuff so, like that. Yeah. So I just kind of gained a little bit of a military following from that, that way, you know. Oh my God. That's okay. That's very cool. Uh, I, tattoos, I was going to, that's a question that I put on like my side sheet. Cause like, I just think that's an interesting question. So how many tattoos do you have? I think like 14 maybe do you have any a favorite yeah so <laughs> when we got <laughs> back from um afghanistan you know we we got back and we were like we we need to do something let's you know we get you know you, you get a long pass for the weekend or whatever so you get a little bit of vacation time and we we're like let's go to the beach and we we're in Fort, you know, Central Texas. We we're like, what's the closest beach? And it turns out to be Galveston, Texas, which not knocking Galveston, but <laughs> I'm used to these Florida beaches, Destin, you know, stuff like that mm -hmm. with nice white sandy beaches. And Galveston is just not like that. And people that are living in Galveston will tell you the same thing. It's kind of like going to the lake, except you're at the beach and <laughs> it just was not. And so, you know, we go down there and we have a good time or whatever and uh maybe too good of a time and it was just you know a typical guys that just got back from afghanistan type trip and galveston was just, like everything was just kind of i don't know we, we went on a, a, a we booked ourselves this party fishing cruise but we get on the boat and realize they don't serve they're not serving alcohol there's no 
<laughs> it's a dry boat. <laughs> it's a, yeah, there's no alcohol. So all of us are hungover. We can't get any alcohol. We're out there in the heat, getting sick, like ready to throw up. Nobody's having fun fishing. We end up just like waiting it out, like on the on the deck inside. Like, please, can we go back? <laughs> you know, like everything about that trip was just like that. You know. So, anyways, yeah. we we get back and like I'm slightly intoxicated at this point, and I'm like, I'm gonna get a Galveston tattoo. You know. So oh I come God. up with the 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 Vegas sign, the old school Vegas sign and lights that says "Welcome to Las Vegas." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so mine says "Welcome to Galveston, baby." Oh <laughs> and uh, I think that's probably my favorite. That one gets a lot of laughs. <laughs> that's amazing. I don't. I, this makes me think of. Okay, that story makes me think of this new trend that's on TikTok now that I only know because I have teenagers, but it's, um, do you know the one that's like, what's your canon event? Have you seen uh -huh. this? Okay, I'm gonna, now I've just recently become aware of it. So I'm gonna try to think, let me see if I can, because um, I pulled it up and I was like, I wonder if he's heard of this. So it's basically an unavoidable, unchangeable event. It's bittersweet and comical. Uh, and an acknowledgement, uh, acknowledgement of the impact of a weird phase of your life that like, if it hadn't happened, you wouldn't be like who you are today. So yeah. like, you know what I mean? But that's like one of those things, like, I don't know, you have a story, you have a tattoo from it. And, uh, and I was trying to think before the call, if I can think of any other like canon events, but now, now I now that's like in my brain and ever and people are using it like when they go to do something like you can't interfere, this is a canon event. So just oh, okay. that, keep yeah. that on your radar. That's like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Well, speaking of TikTok trends, then another fun question I have, what, uh, do you have any red flags? Like in what sense? Like, okay. Like, or a red flag for somebody else. Like, like what's a red flag for me? Like if yeah. I noticed that in someone else, what would yeah, I consider you're like, a red like if flag? somebody who doesn't like puppies or something like that? Like what's a red flag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. dog person, you know, cat person over a dog person would be a red flag for me. You know, someone definitely, you mentioned the puppies. If you don't like dogs, I just feel like we can't. <laughs> Not that I'm against cats, but uh, it's the people that are like only cats, you know, for me that are a red flag. Um <laughs> Not having a sense of humor uh -huh. is yeah. a big one for me. Yeah. Because obviously I'm not going to relate to anyone that's got, that doesn't have a sense of humor. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I guess those would be the two main ones for sure. Oh my God. Okay. Give me somebody, give me a red, because I was trying to figure this out for running, but like say CrossFit, because you're really into CrossFit. Give me a red flag for somebody in CrossFit. Ooh, um, probably someone like me that shows up to, no. <laughs> uh, I would say if you see, they got all the gear, you know, the, the wrist wraps, they've got the bag <laughs> that looks like they're fresh out from deployment. You know, they've got the shin guard things like that's a red flag for someone like me to stay out of their yeah. way because they're there to do some work. You know what I mean? I just show up in what I have on and yeah, <laughs> you know, don't try to get all the gear, but they say that that comes like you, you get into it and next thing you know, you're buying all the stuff, you know, and 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. All right. So, um, what? So, okay. So, one of my questions was, what did your life look like ten years ago? But that would that have been your military time? Ten years ago, I would have been just out of the military. Okay, so that was the time that we were talking about where you're doing a bunch of different things. Um, yeah, that that was probably the beginning of the dark times. Okay, <laughs> yeah, as we all, there's always that dark time before. My like, late 20s, early 30s were uh, the dark I'm, time. Dude, I'm with you. Same here, same here. What was that TikTok trend you were just talking about? What what kind of moment? The canon, the canon moment. Yeah, that was the canon years. The canon years, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Had to happen. Stay out of my way. This is going to happen regardless. Right, right. Uh, you know, don't want to do it again, but glad it happened. Type. Don't want to do it again, but definitely learned a lot. Yeah. Um, who do you feel like um, you inspire the most right now? Is there any like, and and how? What do you get out of it? Because I imagine being. Um, you know, an influencer like you are and that people really appreciate um, what you do and you inspire them to make a change in their life. So is there a certain type of people that you get that follow you? Yes. Yeah, so that's a really good question too, because I was, when I started the fitness aspect of um, the fitness aspect of my comedy stuff, right? Uh, I started getting a lot of messages from people because, you know, a lot of people too that follow, they don't know that at one point in time I was in really good shape, you know, and just through life and whatever, getting out of the military, got out of shape and working to get back in shape. So they just see someone who's out of shape, like working out and taking their shirt off and doing all this stuff. And I was getting a lot of messages at the time from those from people like that saying, man, I, I know this video is funny and it's comedy, but I just want to let you know that 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 you've helped me get back the confidence to go to the gym or or I was getting people I was doing these funny, you know, I'll do like a little funny workout video to some music or something that's meant to be kind of comical. But I was getting a lot of messages where people were like, I know this is just you know, for laughs, but you know, me and my son who struggles with weight issues, get up and do the exercises with you on the thing. And I was thinking, well, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. awesome, you know? And yeah. so then I had, uh, there's a company called the lift box. They're like a monthly subscription exercise box. It just comes kind of like a, kind of like a shoe box size deal. And it'll come with all kinds, all the new products, some of the samples of the new products, you know, like Jocko fuel was in it one month that it usually always comes with one of their t-shirts and just some different fitness stuff but there's an there's a an article in there called headlines over sidelines that's their lift box article and they reached out to do an article with me and i got to talk a lot about that stuff you know and um you know about that happening about and, I, and it just made me realize like even these fitness companies are wanting to reach out to me you know and get my yeah. because i started thinking like and and as someone who you know, is out of shape now trying to get back in shape. I've definitely learned that it, it is intimidating. Walking into a CrossFit gym with all these fit people is intimidating. You know, going to the gym period can be intimidating. Joining a, joining a new running group can be intimidating and difficult. But I found that one, first of all, these, these communities are very accepting there. You know, I have not had a negative experience really 
yet where I've gone into a place as someone who's out of shape and been turned away or em embarrassed or whatever, all of that was just in my own head, mm. you know? So it's like, I was having to get past that to get, you know, get to the gym and, and just, you got to put that behind you. And then I found that people were very accepting and helpful. Like the gym I go to now is great, you know? Um, and it's kind of been that way for most of the gyms that I've ever tried to go to or whatever. So I think people have to kind of get over that fear. And I was able to talk a lot about that, but it's, it's like you go on Instagram and all this kind of stuff and you, and you look at fitness stuff and all, what do you see? You know, you're bombarded with all these people that are just gorgeous and beautiful, mm -hmm. you know, great shape, you know, um, ripped abs, all this different stuff. And that's fine. That's great. You know, healthy whatever but for someone who's not doesn't look like that which is the majority i would say i would say what you see on instagram is definitely the minority yeah it's overwhelming it's it's it can be intimidating it can keep right. people from getting into the gym because they're thinking well hell i'm never gonna look like that you know right i could never achieve that or is that all i'm gonna see if i go to the gym am i gonna be the one person singled out as the out of shape person. And it's all these ripped, muscular, beautiful people working out. And I'm just standing there like not knowing what to do, you know, and that's just not the case. So I think it was giving a false, especially social media, not mm -hmm. that there's anything wrong with it, but it, it was just for these people that aren't in shape that are wanting to get in shape. It was giving a false sense of what exercise and working out can look like. Yeah, absolutely. So I just decided to, you know, continue down that path. And I realized that I was helping people with this part of their fitness journey, like bringing some humor to it, showing them that I'm not afraid to take my shirt off and act like a jackass for the, you know, like let yeah. that, let that inspire you to go back to the gym, you know? And it, right. and it was, and I didn't realize it. So long winded answer to your question. But when I, when yeah. I think about, you know, if I've had a positive imp impact or inspired a certain group of people, I would say that it would be people like me that are just trying to get back in shape, you know? Yeah. I, and I think it's so important. You said so many things in there that I was like, yes, yes. Cause you, a lot of people wait to post until they're, they've reached their goal or they're, yeah. you know what I mean? You, you know? And so people just getting started, they don't realize, what the before was and how you know there's it's and you don't automatically just become this you know fit person or whatever there's a whole lot that goes into it and having the confidence to be whoever you are where you are is so important and i think that's what you're showing it's like yes like obviously you want to improve and you have these goals but it's really important to be okay with wherever you are so yeah. Where, wherever you're starting, um, you want to be able to have that confidence then. And I think that you're showing people that you have that confidence and it's okay. And also what you're showing is that people will like you and accept you wherever you are in your journey, because look at you, like you're starting out and you're out there and you're very popular. People love you and they love you just the way that you are. And, you know, and you didn't have to, you don't have to be over here you know, at this goal place to be worthy or, you know, for people to like you, they like you now and through yeah. the whole thing. And I think that's amazing. I think I love people that are out there and just doing it and being whoever they are, wherever they are in their journey and inviting people to, um, to join them in that. So yeah, I love what you were saying there. 
Um, and so I was going to ask about, um, oh, and the, well, the other thing that you were saying is, you know, people, you're reaching people that, you know, maybe like in running, for example, a lot of times we tell people, uh, if you don't want to run, just go out and like volunteer or watch a race because you're going to see somebody that looks just like you doing it. Mm. And, and that makes people be like, if they can do it, I can do it. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, so do you have any advice? Like what advice do you have for people that are watching you and that are just trying to get started? Um, so for me, I guess <clears throat> I lived a long time. I mean, especially in my earlier twenties, but my self-worth I feel like was determined or defined by how I looked, mm. you know, that, that, for a long time, I chased that as well. I mean, I was in really good shape at one time, joining the military, all that kind of stuff. Um, was always in the gym, worked in the gym, you know, was always in the gym. And, but I could never, even I remember at that time, I never liked how I looked then. Yeah. You know, I was always trying to achieve something else. And so I was always miserable because I was just never, you know, lining up with, I was never happy. And, and appreciated what I had at the time right. because I was always trying to look better and better and better. And that always determined my self-worth. Like I'd let that determine my value. Um, and it wasn't through, it was talking about those Canon, those Canon years for me that I learned, you know, I learned to love myself through that process. Mm. Um, I learned what that, you know, learned to love myself regardless of what I looked like or, all that stuff, just learn to be okay with myself and also learn that I don't have to impress anyone else. I don't have to, you know, fit in or be one of the cool people because that can be a struggle too. That can be, you know, especially in the younger years, that can be, that's really hard. Yeah. You know, um, I was always that way in high school. I always had to fit in with the in crowd. Um, and so, and I just felt like I never really was myself. And so through that process, through these process, I've, I've learned to become myself. And that's where the confidence and all that other stuff comes from. Cause I just don't care what, <laughs> you know, yeah. in, a, in a healthy way, I just don't care what you think. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm happy with who I am. You know, I, I get so many, not, I don't get a lot. I don't get a lot of negative comments, but when I do, um, I've always made it a purpose to either pin that person's comment to the top and respond in some kind of polite and kind way. Um, because the old me would have wanted to tear them apart. You know, like mm -hmm. I want, I want to justify, like, you don't know anything about me. You don't know that I was in the military. You don't know that I'm a purple heart recipient. You don't know that I, you know, blah, blah, blah. I could go down that road and fight with them and do all this stuff. But that was just, that's exactly what feeds into the negativity. So I've learned. So for me, that's a practice and strength for me. Like, mm -hmm. like sometimes I, it takes a minute, you know, like I'll have to just breathe and be like, okay, this is an opportunity for me to show some love to somebody that's clearly going through something, or maybe they don't love themselves, or maybe they were where I was at at one point, you know, mm -hmm. that's another thing I learned is everybody's got their own fears. Everybody's got their, own, even the really good looking, rip dude on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. They all have their own fears and their own problems. So I stopped telling myself a lie that it's just me that feels this way, or it's just me that's scared to do this, or just, you know, everybody's scared or afraid or so of something, you know? So I stopped letting fear kind of dictate my life. And, and that for me has been so freeing in the fact that 
I can come out here and be myself. And now I can enjoy getting in shape again. And you know what? Every little pound I lose or every time I exercise, I actually appreciate it now because I've been out of shape and I want to feel better and I want to. So it's like I can actually appreciate how I, you know, the exercise I put in and where I'm at. So I guess like that would be my advice is like learn to, you know, love yourself and stop caring what other people think about you. Mm -hmm. Because if you can do that, you know, and you and you stop worrying about what anyone else is thinking of you, like don't do it for anyone else. Don't try to get in shape because of what people will think about you. Don't, you know, do it for you. And when you start doing that, you'll find that one, you enjoy it more, you see more purpose in that, and you can just live a lot freer than being trapped by the pressures of this world, you know? Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So how do we, I mean, I've been on a similar journey and I had to learn all that stuff and self-compassion and um, how to be confident. How do you think we get here? How do we, how do we get to a place where we care less about what other people think and we're okay with, uh, you know, however we are and wherever we are. Those canon moments. Yeah. The, you know, a lot of all, them. I mean, all, all jokes aside, it's, it is like, and I've had that conversation. I've had this conversation on other podcasts. Like what is, do you have, does that mean you have to go down this dark and painful road in order to come out on the other side of it like this or, or is there a way to avoid that? You know, can we avoid that? And I and I think you can. I think most of the time in everybody's journey, there's going to be, you know, some hard times. There's going to be some dark times. There's not everybody's life is beautiful. There's going to be some learning moments. And it's like, how bad does your learning moment have to get mm -hmm. before you decide to do something about it? Mm -hmm. For me, it got pretty bad. Yeah. You know? um, and for a lot of people, it can get pretty bad. And for some people, it gets so overwhelming that they commit suicide, you know? And I think mm -hmm. that's part of the problem why you see people, you know, the suicide rates are up because it gets so bad, you know, that they that they feel like there's no turning back from it. And that's real, you know, mm -hmm. that's real for a lot of people. So it's like, it doesn't have to get that bad. I think you will have a learning moment. You will definitely go down a road where you're like, I don't like this. I don't like living like this i don't like how this makes me feel and and that point for everybody is different yeah it can be way down here or it can be up here and and it can be you know not as bad as it can get and for mm -hmm. me it took a lot more um of those little learning moments until i finally got it but uh and and i'm still getting some learning moments as i go along through this <laughs> journey they're just not as bad anymore and i'm yeah. learning to do something about it i'm learning to adjust course before it does get too bad so, yeah, I guess I don't know if that answers your question or not, but I mean, I think that's it. I think it's, you know, be be awake and aware whenever you do go down one of these paths where you're like, mm, this isn't right. You know, this this doesn't feel right. And try to try to get ahead of it before it gets really bad, because it will always, in my experience, get get way worse, you know. Yeah, I mean, something that I always think about is like, and I, I, you know, I have teens and I tell them and it's hard and I'm like, you know, what you're going through now is sucks, but it's necessary to get where you're going. Like, yeah. this is going to, in some way, this has a, this has a purpose for you. And it's yeah. going to be one of those things you look back on and be like, I know that why that happened. And like, um, when you look back, it really is amazing how life works in your favor, even though it doesn't feel like it. So, yeah. Well, it's like running, right? Or exercise. Like 
it sucks during the process you know uh, it's painful during the process it's painful while i'm ex you know it's it's hard i dread going into it but on the other side of it you know there's a huge benefit to it yeah so i think it's kind of like that in in life too that's one of the big things i, I take from working out now and and from doing these ice bath cold plunging things oh, I've God, I've doing seen you do ice barrel, but <laughs> you yeah. know that's the same concept there like enduring the you know we in the military we call it embracing the suck yeah you know like just getting in there and and going through the pain so that you come out on the other side better you know how um how many minutes are you in for a minute i don't know how i i i, I won't do it yet <laughs> how many minutes are <laughs> you not, in there? i'm telling you i'm someone that hates you know cold water honestly like that's just not not for me um i got into it from making videos, making fun of it, basically not making fun of it, but you know, having, you know, part of my fitness humor stuff, I did some ice barrel stuff. And then of course, ice barrel, the company reached out after that. And now they want to send me a barrel. So now I kind of have to start, you know, I had to start Oops. doing it. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but uh, it's, it is not as bad. So like they say to get, you, you want the temperature, especially for beginners, I think like, like in the 40s is cold. I mean, I think the first time I did it was probably in the 50s. They say low 50s to low 40s is, is you know, your kind of range. Beginners would be closer to the 50s, but more experienced, maybe even high 30s, low 40s. Like it's cold. Yeah. And, you know, they say only a few minutes at a time. Now, there's people that, you know, will do it for however long. But I think the most I've ever done it was three or three or four minutes. You know, pretty cold. I mean, pretty cold. But it's not like, you know, it's it's people talk about cold showers and stuff. For, for me, that would be worse because it's like the the water's hitting you sporadically, you know, so it's like those little <laughs> cold <annoying>. moments um, <laughs> with the with the ice barrel. You you can you know, you're kind of standing up and squatting in it so you can plunge and, and you're covered completely in the cold water at one time. And then you kind of stand up and, and be out of it for a little bit and then go back up, you know, so yeah, you, you have more control over the, how, how much you're exposed to the cold water, I guess. But is it like easier if you're in it longer? Like, does your body just go numb and then you just don't feel it anymore? Yeah. Well, so they, they talk about that. Um, and what happens is I've learned this too, from exactly what you're saying, because you'll get in there and you're like, yeah, I'm, it's, this isn't cold but it's your body creates what's called a thermal shield around okay. it. So you're not, you know, it's protecting you from that cold and that's why you're supposed to move. So like you move in it every so often, like we would spin around in it, do a, do a 360 or, and when you move, you break that thermal shield <laughs> no. and it's cold again, you know? So okay, if you're doing it right, yeah, you, you, you know, you're supposed to keep kind of, yeah because i'm thinking i mean yeah once i the worst part is like the first minute or so and then once that happens i could probably stay in for like however long but yeah now that makes yeah. sense yeah, I could <laughs> break the thermal so they, oh my god that's like torture all right um so what would what do you think if, if you were to go back and uh talk to a former you what age would you go back to and what would you tell him Mm. man That's like would really you go back question. to a kid like i 
there are a couple times in my life, like I would either go back to like a young me in like maybe a hard time in childhood, which was probably have been like my elementary middle school years and been like, look at what happens to you. Like, look at what you become because I had such low confidence and like everything. I want to go back to that person and be like, you are going to be amazing. Like, you know, it's, it, and it can be very therapeutic and actually like <laughs> very emotional. Is there a point in your life or a, a younger you that you would go back to that you think really would need help and need to hear from you today? Yeah, I think um, there there are definitely some moments too where like even in middle school age where I wish I would have stuck with some things that I maybe gave up too mm -hmm. early on. Mm -hmm. I got out of baseball too early. Like I was really good at baseball. And then whenever I hit high school, I just didn't even try out for the team because uh, I went to such a big high school where sports were so, you know, we were really good at football. We won all the, you know, and it was, and part of it was probably true, but a lot, a lot of it was politics. You know, basically it's like the team was already selected from whose kids were involved in little yeah. league from, you know, that's just how it all it is in the world. So there were some times where it's like, yeah, I could have stuck with some things a little bit more and not use some excuses to be afraid of failure, you know, um, but for me, I would probably go back to freshman in college and uh, put forth some better effort at, mm -hmm. at my freshman years in college and not just partied so much. And <laughs> I didn't take life very seriously then. And so uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I definitely would have done some things better and said, look at, you know, this is an opportunity that not everybody gets, especially nowadays with how expensive it is and just appreciated that a little bit more. And uh i like where i'm at in life now though so it's one of those deals it's like would you change anything would i you know and part of me wants to say no at this point because i don't know if i would end up where i'm at today and yeah. that's just you know part of it but definitely some things i would go back and say hey let's try harder at this or let's do a little bit better job of this you know and uh yeah but that's a really good point. Actually, anytime I try to think of that for myself and I go back, I'm always kind of going back and being like, it's okay, it's okay, but you're right. If I had to go back to like high school, I would definitely pay attention more. Cause I feel like I there's so many things I don't know now because I didn't pay attention. Like things that I should know that I don't yeah. know. And that necessarily wouldn't have changed the trajectory of my, of my life. But like, I would just be better off if I like, knew a little bit more about like history <laughs> like stuff right. that i just yeah yeah <laughs> that's a good point um okay now do you have any final thoughts or i don't know i always ask because it's a running podcast how running can help us do life better but like for you like fitness or physical activity how can that help us do life better mm. for me it helps me to be more productive in all areas of my life. So I have found that, and that's, that's not suggesting people like that are in shape, get out of shape so that they can get back in shape and, <laughs> and appreciate it more. But that has been one thing that being on both sides, like being in really good shape and then getting out of shape and being in the worst shape of my life and then trying to get back, it has definitely given me a sense of appreciation for being in, in better shape and for exercise and for all of those things because I noticed things about it that I didn't in the past. Most of the time I was very active, very, you know, um, I didn't have to think twice about, you know, getting going in the morning. And some of that probably comes with age, but I have just noticed that 
getting back into into working out has given me the ability to be more productive in all areas of my life. I'm not as lazy in the morning. I'm not, a, you know, I get up and try to do things. If I have something to do, it's just, and I think part of that comes from the mentality of exercise, you know, yep. every, I, I mean, even for someone that enjoys running like yourself, I'm sure you have to like mentally like, all right, we're going to run today. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's not, it just doesn't come like, yes, I get to go. Run, I don't, you know, yeah, I don't jump out of bed. Today, guys. Yeah. Looking forward to it. You know, <laughs> I'm sure there's, there's a struggle yeah. for everyone that comes, you know, and it's overcoming that struggle. That's a big benefit uh, for exercise, not just the physical benefits of exercise, but the mental part of it. So for me, that would be it for sure. That's awesome. And if people want to like connect with you or learn more about you, where should we go? Um, so you can find me. I mean, Instagram and TikTok are big and I've started the YouTube process. Um, usually I send people to Instagram, which is just fit the number two serve and then the number one. So fit to serve one. Mm -hmm. And there is a link tree link that has all my stuff. So I've got some really cool partnerships right now. Um, Chris Gronkowski, who makes, you know, brother of Rob Gronkowski, he makes the ice shaker cups. They've got some fit to serve ones out now. So there's nice. like the fit to serve logo and some of the fun <laughs> stuff. And these are, I'm telling you, I'm not just marketing this. These are quality. I had the half that they make a gallon jug one and a half gallon jug one, and then a shaker cup one, but they're stainless steel. They'll hold ice for like 30 hours. <laughs> and I have used my the half gallon one everywhere this summer. I mean, you can take it to the pool, you can, you know, whatever. And it's been great. So all those links are in my bio. RX Smart Gear makes the jump ropes for CrossFit stuff. Uh, just started working with them. Um, so that's going to be fun. They've got me going to the CrossFit games this year. So I'll oh. be out there if you're going to wow. be. I think they're in Madison, Wisconsin. So that'll be fun doing some stuff with them. So anytime, um, yeah, if you go to my Instagram and go to that link tree, yeah, it'll it'll show you anything I'm affiliated with at the time. So that's awesome. I can't wait to go actually go visit. I'm gonna do that right after we hop off. <laughs> cool. Um, well, I wish you the best of luck and everything that you're doing going forward. I'm gonna be following along and cheering for you from Baltimore and uh glad we are connected and thank you for your time today. Yeah, Nikki, I appreciate it for sure. I've had a lot of fun today. Thank you so much for listening to the Maybe Running Will Help podcast. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks so much to Evan Slaughter for joining us. To connect with him, go to fit to serve one on Instagram and hit follow. Please remember to rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts and follow me on Instagram at Nikki Tambrino and at Maybe Running Will Help for all the latest content. I already can't wait till our next episode. Until then, don't forget to keep running, keep inspiring, and keep sharing how maybe running will help. Have a great run, everybody. Jap, you can't ignore it. I'm transforming now, these cars and planes, I'm always boarding. Just out touring down in Charlotte, like I play for Hornets. When I'm performing, never boring, now you can't afford it. Champagne Perrier, finish friends on my face. Looking like I'm from the D. D's no 
Thought I'd never make it like no way I'm the real deal, no role play My days off, that's no days No, I hustle hard, yeah, I'm Rose E.B. the shooter, that's cold case Those on the deals, that's Rose Got no pay, you don't no say Okay, this the news, tell them read it Been the one since the fetus Don't sleep on me, Tempur-Pedic That's a no, no, no Spending dope for no reason Got a ball head, Mr. Cleaner Heard the big bags overseas, then We gon' go, go, go Whoa, whoa, whoa.